Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Dakota Lasky. Dak, how you doing? How was your Christmas? It was, you know, all things considered, it was pretty good. You know, as I was telling you before the show, my Christmases and my family are, are pretty small, and this was no different. It was just my immediate family, um, you know, me, my sister, and my parents. That was it. So it was very, very, very small. I quarantined beforehand. Um, so did my sister and my parents. So all good there. And I got a couple cool things. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm like, I'm 27 and a half, you know, getting clothes and <laughs> socks is, is hype for me. I got some cool things. I got like these really comfy uh, Adidas like sandals with like the massage bottoms, which are nice. Um, I got this cool uh, Halo Oni uh, iridescent jacket, which is really cool, and a shotgun mic for my camera. So it was, it was not bad. Actually, my favorite gift, which was really cool, my sister gave me some of our old like she had a bunch of old DS and Game Boy Advance games we used to play as a kid, and she gave me all those. I saw so, that. Yeah, that was really yeah. cool. So that that was awesome. Like you know, my my sister's not like a huge gamer, but she would game with me, and and it was cool like seeing those games and and being able to go back to those old game files and whatnot. So that was really nice. And yeah, so it was, it was nice, low key, nothing exciting, and tried to keep it as you know safe and and locked down as as physically possible. So. Yeah, it was nice. it was nice to see some family too. Though I just saw them on Thanksgiving, but I mean, especially with the quarantine and all that, I haven't seen my family pretty much all year. So it was nice to see them. But yeah, mine was mine was pretty good, all things considered. How was yours? Oh, you know, can't complain either. Uh, it was it was very small. It was just my my wife and I. Um, not allowed to see anyone else right now, unfortunately. But that was okay. So we were just doing some some stuff around the house. I got a couple games for Christmas. I got. Pikmin 3, which actually I already crushed. Mm. Uh, I beat Pikmin. God, I love Pikmin. It's so fun. Uh, um, and I got Ghost of Tsushima, CrossCode. So, uh, yeah, I, I got a lot of good stuff to play and, and some other... I got some socks, too, and I was legit nice. hyped when I got them because they're, like, thermal socks. Ooh. and It's freaking cold air. Mm, love that. So, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good, uh, all things considered. Um, one thing that wasn't good is we tried to do an episode twice last week. Yeah. And we had technical difficulties both times so uh we are sorry for not getting you an episode last week we'll make it up to you at uh, at some point here and we'll get you the uh, that episode of all about the we were doing the cut content episode and we were like halfway through and we had some some snafus so we'll we'll come in and make it up for you guys uh down the line but for today we uh we are going to be diving into not metroid but an inspired by Metroid game, and I'm fired up about this one. I finished it a couple days ago. Dak, I think you've been playing it all day, yeah. and uh, it, it it this is kind of funny because I I bought this game uh, like probably about a year or two years ago, and I played it for about like two hours, and I and I kind of put it down, and I never picked it back up. So I'm very happy that we finally got to finish Guacamelee. So I'm hyped. I'm I'm hyped. I yeah, like you said, I was playing it today. In fact, I I played the entirety of it today, <laughs> just to be as fresh as I possibly could. Um, I picked. I don't know if there's a difference really, because I picked up the Super Turbo Championship Edition on Steam, and I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I've if, got that too. Okay, so I don't know if that like has any kind of difference, but it, we played the same version, so that's cool. Yeah, this game. Uh, I just want to start off by saying, I know that we've played some other games, and now are inspired by Metroid series so far. And I want to say that I even think uh, Blasphemous was my favorite 
in the games that we've played so far. I guess, I mean, Arkham Asylum is really, uh, really good too. Uh, the Arkham game we played, and that's like a classic Batman game. But I think my favorite inspired by Metroid game that we've played so far has to be Guacamelee after playing this game. I am ashamed that it took me this long to play it all the way through. I remember when it first came out and it got really, really great reviews. It got a sequel and I don't just, I don't, I just didn't play it. I don't know. I'm just lazy and I just play multiplayer games a lot of the time and I don't try enough things. So I'm very glad that we do this because it gets me to try more of these kinds of games. And wow, is this game so damn good. I loved Guacamelee. I'm very excited to talk about this because <laughs> this was my favorite game we've played so far. And not only that, this version of the game is on sale on Steam for $2 at, at the moment until I think like uh, a week or two into January. So if you don't have this game, listen to this episode. Let us, you know, let us tell you about how great it is and then go pick it up for $2 on Steam. I mean, that's an absolute steal right there for such a high quality game. So, yeah, I can't wait to get into this. Um, I'm very happy we played this because so far it's my favorite. Yeah, you know what? Um, I wouldn't say it's my favorite inspired by Metroid so far, but... But this game for $2 is an absolute steal. It's a bargain. It is, it's a really, really fun game, and I had a really good time with it. Um, I feel like an important part for me of kind of the, the smaller indie Metroidvania games is that they don't overstay their welcome. And this was right in that sweet spot. I put nine and a half hours into the game, and I did like almost everything that you can do. So like I feel like I got everything out of it, but it, it wasn't like an insane time commitment either. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Uh, which, which I feel like is important for me. Cause I'm like, you know, like we're all, we're all super busy doing everything. So like, I just like a nice crisp experience and I'm totally like, you know, I, as the saying goes, I'm totally okay paying more for a shorter game. So uh, th th it really hit the sweet spot for me. And um, you know what? Yeah. I, I don't know what took me so long to, to finally finish it. Cause the first time that I played it for like a couple hours, I was like, you know what? This is, really fun and it really doesn't hide its metroid influence at all it wears it very much on the nose and uh, it's kind of awesome actually so i guess for, let's get let's get right into it let's are you it. ready yeah yeah let's do it man i'm ready let's do it so first and foremost dak i have to tell you that uh, i had one go all uh, all hitman on us here so i like i'm from calgary alberta right so we're, we're I'm, I'm up in canada so uh, I had one dress up in pink for the Hitman colors, Calgary, Alberta. I was repping it the entire game. He was dressed in pink, and uh, he looked he looked super cool. So I just had to throw that out there. Oh, yeah. I liked all the different costumes. That was one of my, my favorite things about this, is you got to pick up these cool costumes on the way for both characters you could play as, too. Um, and I had, I bought as many of the costumes as I could. Like, I got, like, the chicken costume and the pinata and all that. I, I loved, like, leveling up my suit. Even if the it was just purely aesthetic, I thought that was fine. I thought it was cool to have a different look for your guy, like, throughout the game. You know what? I never bought a single other costume, actually. Or, or, like, I didn't know that you had to buy them. I thought you just unlocked them somehow. And I kept on, like, waiting to unlock them. And I never... Like, got around to it. Yeah, no, you buy them at the shop. So, like, there are those silver coins you'll get, like, out of the big pinatas, and you'll use that to to buy your costumes. I, I As far as I remember, I don't think there was another use for them, so I just spent as, them as often as I could. But I could be wrong. But, I, yeah, I bought all the costumes at the shop uh, anytime there was one available to me. I you, See, I never – I spent 10 hours in this game, and I never went to the shop once. So that's probably – You never went to the shop once? The there are tons no. of shops all over the place. Uh, nope. I like I went to the 
like I did when you save or whatever. Like I bought all the combos. I maxed out all of my combos and stuff like that, but I never bought a costume. Oh, okay. Yeah, or maybe, maybe I was just doing it wrong. I don't know. But yeah, so I I bought all my combos, but I never bought any of the other costumes or whatever. Um, so I just I rocked the Bret Hart pink for like literally the entire game, and I'm okay with that. I mean, that's not a bad thing to do unless you're unless you're from WCW, because. Yeah, we don't want we don't want WCW Hitman. WCW we don't Hitman wasn't that good. No, not that it was his fault. No, no, yeah, we we don't talk about that <laughs> in uh, in Calgary. Um, yeah. So so yeah, so like tons and tons and tons of uh, of Metroid references, but I mean also just like tons of like video game references in general. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you immediately when you when you open up the game, you know the. First of all, I guess before we get there, let's talk about the aesthetic of the game. You're playing as one, and you're like a luchador, and you're trying to rescue uh, your typical damsel in distress. And you're in this like version of, of like this Mexican aesthetic, and like uh, I don't. Do they ever name the city that you're in? I can't. Remember. Well, there are a bunch of uh, cities, like little towns. Yeah, there's or a whatever. bunch of different yeah. towns that all have different names, and uh, it was like San Juanico and and stuff like that. Like there are all these different little yeah. towns. You have like the desert, the canal. Um, all these different locations. I, I, you know, obviously we're both wrestling fans. So this immediately like spoke to me. I thought that, you know, Lucha stuff is really cool and being a, you know, a wrestler and like a Metroidvania kind of game is really awesome. I love like the, like the candy skull and, and Mexican, like the, and the Mayan kind of Aztec, like mixture of influences, like playing around in the environment. I, I really awesome. And of course, when you're switching between, you know, the, world of the living and the realm of the dead it changes how the world looks as well some things are glowing the rain's purple on one end and, and awesome stuff the game it looks really beautiful and i think it's one of the best like this is this is the thing is that i i shy away from a lot of indie games because graphically they don't they don't really speak to me or they're like too pixely and they like are more like for people who are nostalgic for like snes games or something like that which really for me doesn't do anything but this game is looks so cool and has a very distinct style that I feel like is all unique in in and of itself, like all to its own in this game. So like it really stood out to me. I think they really nailed it and like make giving this game like the actual environment and the look of the game its own kind of like character, so to speak. Yeah, I think that the world does look really nice. Um, I like I really like the vibe of like the luchador kind of aesthetic. You mm-hmm. see. You see, kind of like uh, the silly like title card. Oh uh, yeah, those are things so everywhere, good. Which is I love fantastic. those. Yes. Uh, I, my favorite one was actually there was one of them where you can see somebody wearing Majora's mask in like one of the in one of the title cards, and I was like, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I, I think that like the whole aesthetic is is really really well done. It does look really it does look really nice. Yeah, pops um, too. It's, it's obviously. It, it it's not like the most graphically impressive, but the style is one of the timeless kind of styles that like you can. It's almost like the Wind Waker, where like the the version of the artwork that they went with is is kind of set to stand the test of time. So it still looks Agreed. really great, even though it's like a you know probably a five it's six, a year, six old year old game. Right game. I mean, yeah, but this game, yeah, yeah, exactly. This came out like what twenty fourteen, and this game I think could have come out in twenty twenty and and be on par with other indie games for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks it looks really really nice. Yeah. Um. I and yeah, I, as a wrestling fan, and uh, somebody that used to uh, to be really into like the cruiserweights back in old WCW, I was like, this is pretty cool. I I'm digging, I'm digging the whole overall vibe. I'm digging the aesthetic, and uh, yeah, like I do love that. Uh, you know, it sounds like a game that 
that is about like luchadors and wrestling and set in Mexico probably wouldn't have a lot in common with Metroid, but like it really does. Um, there is a lot of, I mean, visually there's a lot of just like callbacks and, and little Easter eggs to tons of other series. Like I spotted, I spotted uh, Super Mario references. I spotted Pokemon references, oh, Zelda, tons. Mega Man. Yeah. Even even I found the secret room with Cubert. There's a Cubert one. There's a, a Cactuar from Final Fantasy statue. There's a, yeah. there's a Homestar Runner um, poster. There is a uh, a couple other ones too that are just straight up like just references to other uh, Castle Crasher Crashers. There's there's a reference to that yep. as well. Um, yeah, there's tons of them. And of course, obviously the Metroid references are super obvious. I mean, you have like Chuzu statue statues, which are obviously chosen statues. You have like Metroids in the back. Even a lot of the rooms in some areas are just straight up rips from areas in like other 2d Metroid games. Like if you were walking through, you'd be like, wow, I've been in this room before I've been in this room before I've been in this room before, which, and, but it doesn't like feel like it's, it's biting it. You know, it's kind of like doing its own take, but like a lot of the structure of some of the rooms are like straight up ripped from Metroid, which I'm not complaining about because I, you know, it doesn't dominate the the level structure for sure. But there are a couple paths here and there and routes that are right from the Metroid games, and it's like, oh, I feel right at home there with with uh, some of these paths. Absolutely, and like we'll get into this a little bit later, but I feel like a lot of the power, like the power ups and the upgrades and stuff that you get, are basically Metroid. Oh yeah, that but too. they're reskinned to be in this game. But yeah, yeah, the Chuzu statues are fantastic. They're like. They're right on the nose. That's how you get your power-ups. And, like, you just shatter them, and there's this old goat guy that comes out and starts yelling at you every single time that you that you break them, which mm-hmm. is which is kind of funny. Um, I will say this, though, Dak. Sometimes the game's humor didn't always work for me. Like, sometimes it was a bit too cheesy and too corny. Like, I think the first time that he yelled at you for breaking the statue was funny, and then the second time was funny, and then the third time was like, yeah, okay, I get it. Hmm. Um, there, There's a lot of, like, very kind of breaking the fourth wall kind of humor in here, and some oh, yeah. of it lands and some of it doesn't, I think, for me. Here, so I feel... I feel yes I feel yes and no on that, and agreeing and disagreeing with you on there, because I remember when we talked about our previous uh, Metroid or inspired by Metroid games. And one of my complaints was they're always so like gory and grotesque and super serious and all that. And I was very happy with this game because it doesn't take itself seriously whatsoever. All the dialogue is very tongue in cheek and sarcastic and for, and you know, fourth wall breaking. And while yeah, some of the jokes kind of, you know, got ran into the ground a little bit, it was refreshing because it was, I thought it was pretty amusing for the most part. There were some parts that are, you know, the humorous kind of aged, like there's a uh, you know a meme face like the older meme faces or like before memes were really memes like the Megusta face is on a sign and like there's a bunch of references to like awesome sauce which I don't think anyone has said in like half a decade so like some of that humor has definitely aged out a little bit but I thought it was really refreshing because I'm so used to these Metroidvania games like being like these really violent and gory and and super dark kind of experiences that it was nice to have everything be light and, you know, fun and and not super serious. And even like the when someone's, you know, there's a damsel in distress and there's a bunch of different bosses, even the bosses are, you know, joking around and and, and all that. So I, I, I personally I get what you're saying and I agree there are a couple of jokes I'm like, OK, I got it. But it never really like detracted from the experience for me too much, and in fact, I thought it was really nice to have that kind of humor all the time, and that's you know, have it be nice and chill and 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 light rather than like really heavy, which all the other games we've played are, really are. So I, I overall, I would say I really enjoyed like the the style in terms of like the tone and the seriousness or lack thereof of this game. Uh, yeah, I mean, you you nailed it. It doesn't take itself seriously 
at, at all, all, which I feel like I, I feel like can can be good. But if you like, at the same time, it can also take away uh, a little bit from your adventure. And not that this adventure should be like, you know, this brooding quest for whatever. But yeah, so, sometimes the humor didn't work for me. Maybe it is because it aged a little bit. But um, you know, I I do have like a pocket of small critiques like that, but they don't really. Like they they don't detract from my overall enjoyment of the game. I I did have a really fun time. Uh, I can't put over like the world enough. I really enjoyed mm. exploring all of the different worlds. Yep. Um, some of some of the areas I feel like like blended in a little bit together. Uh, and maybe that was just because of like the music. The music was really awesome, but it kind of blended together yes. for me as well. Yeah, um, I agree which, with that. which is like. I don't know if that's a critique or not, actually, because like the music that was playing was like really nice, but it, it just kind of felt the same throughout the whole. Like, and maybe we're just used to like very distinct musical pieces for different areas, right? And and, I, and this one was like kind of the 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 game had a theme of music versus like each area having its own kind of theme. Yeah, I, there were definitely some times where like the music would stay upbeat like for a long time, and like I'm like, okay, I'm kind of sick of this track. <laughs> Um, yeah. but there were, there were a couple other times that, uh, I, I was, you know, the, the, the music gets a little like lower tempo and, and a little, you know, smoother and, and quieter, which was nice. I, I do agree that there weren't like too many distinct tracks, but I felt like it was all really good music and it all, and it did blend together, but I think that was mm-hmm. more of a positive of the game at times because it never really felt like there was any like unmemorable like there weren't any parts where i was like oh yeah this music is like bad or like eh, like could be better like i, I liked it i think yeah I, th- yeah I think it all like it meshed together really well it did kind of blend together a bit but i think that's not too bad i really like the music it had its own distinct style like there's really like a horn heavy which i really like but at the same time there were some other parts where it gets like really like electronic and and more gamey which i thought was cool too and it kind of blends those two styles together um, so like, you know, you have like, kind of like the mariachi style and like this kind of like lower, like horn, um, you know, tracks kind of working into like those deeper areas you're going to explore. And then like the gamey, like not, I don't know he's not pixelated, but just like more video gamey sounding music it has like a lot more like synths and all that. So, um, I thought it was really good. I thought the music in this really matched the game though. I can't really say that like, I could like think of a standout, like track so to speak because everything did blend in so much but i thought they did a really good job with it i i think that that's the thing right there is like the music sounds really nice while you're listening to it but like as soon as you put it away it's just like i can't i can like recall like the generic like horn sounds or whatever Mm -hmm. but yeah it it wasn't like um it it didn't really help me distinguish the areas from another this is kind of like the same thing that i thought the blasphemous had where like the music you were while you were listening to it it was really good but it wasn't like necessarily super distinctive. It kind of like blended together throughout the whole game, yeah. which I feel like is kind of the the case here. I think um, I just before, that... before we move on from that, I just wanted to. I was thinking about this too, um, real quick. I think one thing that you know we have kind of expectations for music for Metroidvania games, but I think we have to remember that like a lot of the Metroid tracks that we like think it was really distinctive. Like they've shown up multiple times across multiple games, you know, and I've had like remixes or like different variations. So I think it's a lot easier to remember them, you know, cause we played all those games and they've been around for a while. I think if like there were, let's say six or seven guacamelee games, right. I think after having played those over, let's say 20 years, like Metroid, if that were the case, hypothetically, 
more of those track thing if there was like a signature like theme so to speak would probably stand out more it's just that you know there's we've played one guacamelee game right like maybe if we played the second one there might be a couple tracks that stand out more that being said i still think that there aren't like too many distinct themes like it could it could go a little farther and being more distinct so but yeah i just want to throw that in there uh yeah i, I don't know that i would agree with that I, th I think you can still have a game that you play once and it's like music really sticks yeah. with you um, agreed like like uh, you know i i know that you kind of think the music is a little too video gamey but like i love the soundtrack for axiom verge it's like so kind of pixely and, and robotic that it, it always really stuck out to me but um yeah you know I, I mean that is a fair point we have heard you know red brinstar a million times over so um i will say that uh the two areas of this game really stuck out to me as being particularly fun and if you have any areas uh chime in uh with them as well dak but the first area that i really was just like okay this is really cool it feels really awesome it feels really unique was the sierra morena which is like basically a mountainous range mm -hmm. where like you have to use um your abilities to like traverse there's a lot of really great puzzles in there um you're kind of flying across chasms and stuff like that it was uh it was really kind of platforming ver like more so than your typical metroidvania game yes and i was all for that and then uh, kind of on the other side of that i thought that el inferno was like really fun because it was basically just like little mini challenges that you can get gold medals in if you're if you're good enough so i went back there and i did all of the challenges i got uh, i got 10 gold medals and i think like a couple silvers in there so it was just kind of like a it's just kind of like a culmination of like all the skills and, and whatever that you've you know you've acquired throughout the game and, and like little uh it was almost like not a boss rush mode but something similar in that vein so i those two areas to me really suck out i l l inferno in particular uh l inferno easy for me to say uh was kind of cool too because it was like the devil's hideout and it was like this like office building or whatever and I don't, it was it was very like charming i thought so i i liked that one a lot in particular uh i know the one that i really liked the most was the temple of war area because that i feel like that was such a good like test of all of your abilities and it, and it, again it, like it like you said amplified a lot of like the need to be really good with your platforming which i love about this mm -hmm. game i love about the, like how uh platform heavy it is and it really requires you to be smart about like what resources you have like your jump eventually your double jump you also have this is one thing i love too is that a lot of the areas required you to like to be creative with using your specials as means of moving around and getting to certain areas too right like trying to like i would be finding myself like trying to get to places double jumping off a wall doing like a reverse like dragon punch to get up to a corner and like I, that that i loved i loved how you could get creative with the different special moves you get to like traverse these areas and then the temple of war you know you have all these like the 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 like the spinning like saws and and the moving walls you got to cling to and and slide down and jump from and i absolutely loved how that area and a bunch of other areas too you know make great use of the the dimensional like change right the dimensional shift like forcing you to you know hit that button as your mid jump to make a wall appear and then jump to the other one and make the wall reappear and disappear to get through things and then you're you know jumping through thorns as you're hitting your block and all that like so so well designed i loved it it was so good i i it wasn't just like i'm running around and i'm mashing on an enemy and then i go to the next area like i gotta be smart and jump around and get creative and and use my movement i that like spoke to me as as a as a, as a gamer 
it spoke to me. So I the the platform design is so good, and I think the Temple of War was was really solid and and kind of exemplifying how well the game design was in this in this uh, in this title. Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree. I I think that when like Guacamelee is doing the interdimensional platforming is when it is at so its good. Best. Yeah, absolutely agreed. Um, and there there's like a lot of stages or like like I guess trials or whatever where like you are using your abilities to like run up walls. You have to quickly like mm-hmm. and and it's really it's nice too because like you can swap the dimensions at like a click of a button and it's yep. really responsive. Like. There's no leg. There's no nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and both both dimensions look like very distinct yep. and, v- and very beautiful too. As and well. sound different so, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. It's very well done. Um, I really, I think that like when you're like really quickly doing um, like dimensional like swaps like that is when it really really gets awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Temple of War was great, especially when you get like you know your your goat jump and stuff like that. Yep. You can you can really get the platforming going. Um, so yeah, I, I would agree that I wrote that down in my notes actually. It's like when this game is like, you know, mixing, mixing dimensions and stuff like that, that's when it is very, that's when it's at its best. Um, I'm going to say something though, that I feel like you're going to kind of dump all over, Okay. but I actually, I, I don't really like the emphasis that this game puts on combat, which, which I like, it's all about like combos and stuff like that and, and whatever, like. It's, it's fun, and, like, actually fighting people is fun. You can grab them, you can throw them. But, like, it's it's too much for me. Like, it's the same thing over and over and over. It's the same enemies over and over and over. It's the same fights over and over and over. It, it, was, it was a little bit too much. There wasn't enough enemies. There was too many times where, like, you're stuck in a room, and it's like, okay, let's fight, and, like, let's get this over with. That was when I thought that Guacamelee was at its worst for me, is when it was, like, a real emphasis on like combat like yeah it's really cool that you can use all of these moves and stuff like that but like to me like when i'm playing a metroidvania game like i want to explore i want to platform i don't necessarily want to like you know pull out a street fighter combo with like 16 different buttons so that that was a weakness for me i uh, you're a cap and crunch right here That, that was one of the best parts of the game especially as a fighting game player i was like this is so good like it wasn't even just like at first i was like okay this game's gonna be really simple like you have like you know, uh, I, uh, you know, XXX button combo and then a couple like a launcher and that's about it. But you can get really creative with the combos. You can link a like you can link a bunch of your specials together off of your regular normals into other specials. You can use your dodge roll to extend a combo after you've launched somebody. You can use your, you know, your uh, ground ground slam immediately after like a launcher after another launcher. You can continue like multiple launchers in the air. You can use your grab as an invincibility frame, you know, the invincibility frames of your grab to keep yourself, uh, you know, safe while you're comboing somebody. When there's a bunch of enemies, you don't have your roll accessible. A hundred percent disagree. This game was so well made in terms of the fighting. It it feels like okay, like it's a little more complex than like smash bros but it's not street fighter you don't have to do like quarter circle forward or anything but if you're smart and you can remember your timings and all that and you get a little you know more used to what buttons are good when you can do so many good things and clear out rooms like so well like i love that i love getting locked in with like all right i'm about to beat up some dudes and go ham and just like start hitting buttons and that was it's such a nice like mixture of really hard or you know, really uh, solid and streamlined. Sometimes difficult uh, platforming, and then other times where you're just going ham and just beating down on people, and you know, suplexing and pile driving and and doing all these combos. Like, 
And honestly, I don't think the combos are really, I mean, at least, and I'm not a skilled fighting game player very much, and especially not from traditional fighters. So I don't think any of the combos were particularly hard. So like, if you could play Smash Bros, you could play this. And I think that was one of the places I, that... I don't think they're hard either. They're, they're just like repetitive. Well, they're, well, they're repetitive because that's how you did it. They don't, they're not repetitive if you get creative with it. And the game gives you all the tools. Like you could run into every room and mash the, the dodge roll and, and your normal punch and you could probably win. And you'd be like, well, that's really boring and repetitive. Well, yeah, obviously, but I didn't find it repetitive at all. Cause I get to use all my moves and all these different kind of combinations and to keep myself alive. And, and then you're switching between the dimensions to fight, you know, characters that are silhouettes and not silhouettes and are, you know, tangible or not tangible. I thought this game was so excelled at those areas because it gives you so many tools to be creative and 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 make it a lot of fun, but also be more efficient in terms of clearing a room or keeping yourself safe or dodging stuff. So, hundred percent disagree. I think it was that's hundred like that's one of the best parts about this game. I loved it so much. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Uh, I think that's the weakest part of the game. It's just like. You fight the same 10 enemies from the start of the game to the end of the game. Yeah, but it's not like you're you fighting the people. same enemies, though, because, like, you have... The, eventually, yeah, they get shields. Yeah, versions of the same enemies. It's just, like... It, like, it's okay, but, like, to me, like, I, I don't really care about doing combos or anything like that. I just want to explore the maps. So, like, constantly having to, to stop exploring, to pause, to fight... The, like using the same moves over and over and like it doesn't it's not like the game gives you incentive for using combos or anything like you don't get a better reward if you use combos you you still get the same balloon after you're done the fight so like whatever right but like you shouldn't need an incentive to do better combos i think the fun is is coming up with cool ways to fight your enemies and be better at it not not because the game gives you a higher score gives you better uh collectibles if, by doing a better combo i think that was one of the nice things about the game is that it's not like it, it doesn't it doesn't pigeonhole you into doing uh, a certain combo or something to get like the best reward or squeeze out the best part of a battle. It gives you the option to do it however you want and either you can go into it and do the same repetitive thing over and over again, that's your experience, or you could do it in all these cool different fun ways because it's not like Metroid doesn't lock you into rooms and, and gives you these bore I mean if anything, Metroid has it worse because there are a bunch of games in Metro or a bunch of uh, instances in 2D Metroid games especially where you're locked into a room and you have the same fight with the same enemies doing the same jumping around and shooting your gun that you do in all the other rooms. At least this game gives you way more tools and way more different stuff to do and it feels way more like uh exciting and way more compelling to me than I think in a lot of ways Metroid has ever done it. So I definitely 100% disagree. And I and I like the exploring too, but it was nice to mix it up because I don't want to always just run around and, and explore stuff. I want to beat the crap out of some stuff, especially in a game called Guacamelee. Um, you know, because... I I, I I respect I respect that. Yeah, but like, I thought that was I, cool. I would hate if Metroid like locked you in a room. And, and it doesn't... It does, I don't though. think it locks you in a room as Maybe much as... Maybe not as much. Like, Maybe not as imagine... much as this game fair imagine oh definitely not is this this game locks you in a room probably every three minutes with enemies yeah that, if, that's fair. if not more but imagine if you were in a room in metroid and like you had to do like ridiculous combos to to advance i i would hate I think that. i would enjoy it more if i were if, if it gave me more opportunities to get into combat situations and be more creative with the tools i have i would probably enjoy the metroid games more so that's 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 something i would love to see and future Metroid games. Lock me in with some more enemies. Give me some more ways to fight them and let me get creative. So, I well, see, and, and there and right there is the difference and, and why this was not like my favorite inspired by Metroid that we've done is because it was it was too combat heavy. 
Uh, I didn't like doing all the combos. I, I mean, you're right. It's not like the combos are hard to do. It's just like there's no incentive to doing them other than to amuse myself. And like, I, I don't care about that. So it's I just want to really get out of there. The glory and the power, bro. You don't you want to like go into a room and just like. No, I, I don't care about the. I don't care about that. It, who, who cares about that? Tons of, Nobody. I, I mean, that's, tons <laughs> of people do, clearly, because this game is very successful and I'm talking about it. I think a lot of people do. I think that's well. The, so yeah. my point, my point is, is that it doesn't that that didn't speak to me as as the type of gamer that I am. Right. Like, you know, coming coming from Metroid, where it's not, you know, there's not an emphasis on combat as much. I was just like, I wish I could fast forward this, or I wish I could skip this and just get back to exploring this this really beautiful world that it's laid out. So that that was my biggest critique of the game, and the thing that held it back the most for me is just like, yeah, you you know. Um, and again, it, it doesn't ruin the experience by any means. Like it is fun to kind of throw enemies around and what whatever, but like, it, it's just like, it's very, it's hard to build momentum when you, when you're stopping to fight like very frequently. So I think the game's at its best when it's platforming and when you're locked in a room fighting, I, I think that it loses a little bit for me, but, um, you know, I, I, I mean, again, it, it's not like it, it's not like it ruins the experience. It's just, I wish it would have been a little bit less of an emphasis on it or maybe like more incentive to do something different and mix it up a little bit because like you know for me i'm just like well i don't care i just want to clear this room yeah, and and to go back onto a point you made earlier actually um when you were said like oh this game doesn't like overstay its welcome which i agree and i and i like that i could beat it in a, in a day at the same time i was wishing it was way longer i wanted way more of this game that's why i'm gonna go play the second one because i was like damn this game could be so much bigger and so much longer, and I would enjoy it just as much. I would love to like spend way more time in uh, in the world and fighting these enemies and, and all that. And I was actually not disappointed, but when I realized, okay, I'm getting to the end of the game, and it kind of came a little quicker than I was expecting, I was actually hoping this game would be longer than it is. But it's probably for the best that right. it's the length that it is. Still, I, I wish there was way more of it, because I, I loved every ounce of this game. I really did. So I, I can't wait to play the second did one. Did you do the El Inferno challenges? I I dabbled, but I didn't get like ten medals like you did. I kind of just like beat the I beat like the main like story. I did a like a couple actually, and that's actually gonna be my next point. The quests, you know, like the 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 small little things you can do for people. I I, I feel like I skipped over almost all of those because they really had no influence on me progressing in the game. Um, yeah. so I think that was probably the weakest part where I never felt compelled to like find this, the band and put the band together or find the girls, you know, action figure and all that, because I just want to go around and beat up stuff. Oh, I didn't care about the, any of the that. The best stuff. reference in this game is when you're looking for that girl's lost brother and it's error from Zelda two. That was, Oh, wow. Fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it doesn't have a really great way to check your side quests. No, it, do, it that that was another thing too. Is when I realized that the only way for me to do these quests is literally just like remembering them and like I talk to someone and oh I'm on the quest. That that's when I was yeah. like, okay, I'm not doing any of these because I can't. There's no way for me to keep track. There's no way for me to like um, really like organize what I'm doing. And there was also really that had no incentive to me. I, I I'm not a, a so in terms of games, I'm not someone who just like just goes on side quests if it's not important to like the main game or it's not super compelling i'm probably not going to do it and i wish there was more of an incentive or at the very least a better like means of like right. managing the quest that would have probably made me want to do them more I, I agree yeah it was because like i am the guy that does all the side quests so to me it was just like okay like what do i have to do again where do yeah, i have to exactly. go who do i have to see 
yeah, I, I, I 100% um, agree with you there. I have I have one more minor critique, and then the rest of my stuff is pretty much all glowing praise here. But I will say, and I don't know if you agree with me or not, I think that the boss battles were just okay. They weren't, like, fantastic. Yeah. It, the, I thought that one of them was really fun, where, like, you're fighting the, uh, the three skeleton musicians. Mm-hmm. I thought that that one was pretty fun. But, like, otherwise, it was just kind of like... Um, it was just kind of like a regular fight, but like a little bit more intense, if that makes sense. No, I, I definitely agree. I don't think the boss battles were bad, but they kind of just felt like other enemies. Um, they never really yeah, yeah, they never yeah. really felt like, oh, this is a boss battle. I think the only one that uh, – well, I'm trying to think. The, the What was her name? Zyba, the, the, the lady, the woman that's like the, the main bad guy's yeah, like, yeah. you know – girlfriend for a while i don't know um that boss battle was uh, was pretty good because like that one had the attacks that you can't dodge like the purple aura one so like that one you kind of had to be a little more on point and, and i did like the the flamehead one uh, that one was pretty good but i liked flamehead as a character or flameface whatever his name was i thought he was a cool character so i i was i liked that fight but yeah they never felt like these like stand out hard battles like uh, they almost went by like as quick as normal battles would you know in fact i think there were some normal battles that were longer than some of the boss yeah. battles you know you'd be locked in a room with enemies just constantly spawning me while you get like one boss <laughs> and i just beat the crap out of it okay it's dead um in fact i don't think the difficulty of this game really came from the combat at all so that's probably why the boss battles didn't feel particularly bossy the, the difficulty in this game i think really comes from the platforming and the, the combat is more so just for you to feel awesome and, and fight which is why I like it, because I never felt, like, weak. I always felt like I was at, like, peak primeness, and I was, like, constantly beating the crap out of everything, which I loved about this game. I felt, like, strong the entire time. But that meant, like, the boss battles kind of came off as not as hard as they probably could have been. So I-, I agree with you there. I think the boss battles could have been improved. Yeah, I agree. Um, one thing that I, like, I, I did absolutely love, because, like, when I play video games, I'm a, I'm a collector, right? Like, I like to collect stuff. Right. I really do love that they they kind of go like the Zelda and and kind of infuse it with Metroid root where like you can find all the like collectible heart pieces or the the stamina pieces or whatever. Um, I I loved like finding those along the world. I should also point out too. I've said this multiple times before about Metroidvania games, but like I really feel like it's it's really really important for a Metroidvania game to have a really good map and a really accessible map. And Guacamelee's map is fantastic. Yes. It's, it's easy to navigate. It's easy to understand. You can zoom in, zoom out. Um, this sounds really basic, but it's it's really crucial to, you know, just how important a good map is to, like, a Metroidvania game, especially if you're going to be going after, like, all the collectibles. And there's a ton of collectibles to to get. There's, like, tons of heart pieces. There's tons of the, the skull pieces. Um, there's stuff everywhere around so yeah i i thought that the map was really great and i did love how there was like all of these like things that you could scurry around the map and find and of course as you unlock more skills um in you know it lets you get all these previously unaccessible you know uh, upgrades and power-ups and stuff like that it was just like some classic metrovania stuff and i was yeah. i was digging it no for sure i mean yeah. this this game really nails it on the head like you have areas where oh there's a block i can't break yet i know I, i'm gonna have to i'm gonna be able to break that later you know, there. I also love the map how it shows you like where doors take you and all of that, and like where someone is like on another part of the map and all of that. Like it's very, it's it doesn't try to like uh, 
you know, like make things obscure, right? It doesn't try to obfuscate anything, right? It's like pretty clear. This is where you're kind of going or this is what's available to you at the time and what you could check out. And I like that. It's very clear and concise and informative, which is (laughs) very nice to have for this kind of game. So, um, yeah. It sounds so simple, but it's so important. It is, right? You're 100% right. And speaking of which... And this is something that I'm. I, there's a bunch of things in this game I'm interested on your opinion on whether or not you like them because they are kind of almost against the formula a little bit. And one of the things I was thinking of speaking of the map were the the teleporter heads. So what do what did you think about oh, yeah. what did you think about that? Did you like having the ability to just like you know be able to to transport yourself to different areas instead of having to like backtrack all the way through kind of Metroid style? Oh, yeah. You like that? Yeah. yeah okay. Same. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fantastic. Yes. Thank you. Because yeah. I, I was I, as much as. Backtracking is like something that's part of Metroid, but it's not something that I think is crucial. And as much as like I like that there's a little bit of backtracking in areas where it's obvious you can take a different path compared to the one you originally took, there are also times where I'm like, oh, I got to haul my ass all the way back over to the left side of the screen from the right <laughs> side. But thankfully, I talked to one of these heads. So I can just teleport a little closer. That I liked. Yeah, I, I think that like fast travel is a pretty important part of a lot of Metroidvanias. Because I mean, like, Castlevania uses That's fast true. travel frequently yeah. all the time. So like, um, I, and I would be surprised if like Metroid Prime Four or whatever the next 2D Metroid is didn't have some form of fast travel. Because I mean, like, correct me if I'm wrong. You can fast travel in Samus Returns, can't you? Oh yeah. Between uh, can't you use... between the games? Yeah, yeah. I think you can. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I guess uh, you know, over, it, it's becoming more of a modern thing. I know like the older Metroid games yeah. didn't really have that. I like that. Um, and then the other thing was the was the shop, right? You're able to, you know, upgrade your your health, your stamina, you know, how much you collect from enemies, stuff like that. And that and there are ways to do that. Like there's a shop I feel like every five inches in this game. So like I was I was oh, yeah, constantly upgrading all the time. I I liked that. I liked being able to spend my money all the time, constantly upgrade my guy. And I, I that's something I want to see in Metroid too, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I thought that the shops were fine. Like, they were also the save points. So they were also the save points. There point. was a lot yep. of them. I like that as well. And it wasn't like I had to do anything. Um, there was no, like, five, ten-second wait. I got to stand there, yeah. wait for the save. It just, the candle comes up, boom, you saved, you're good, here's a checkpoint. I'm like, thank you, this is nice and smooth. Love that. Yep, it, it was it was nice and smooth. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was fine. Like, I upgraded everything that there was to upgrade for like combos and suplexes and i bought all the yep. hard pieces and the skull pieces and stuff like that yep. apparently i couldn't find out where to buy costumes but Wait, the, the that, same I, place like, upgraded everything the same place as it turns out <laughs> just under costume instead of abilities <laughs> so um, um yeah i don't know what i was doing i would i would occasionally one thing we should mention too about costumes is like you can actually play as all the boss bat or boss characters which is pretty cool mm-hmm. i thought that was really cool and then of course you can play as the the little chicken like the egg that's like your morph ball um which i yes. which i thought was which which was cool i like that <laughs> well that that's a good segue actually because i wanted to talk about the items in this game and how like there's literally almost like a one for one for every single Metroid item in this game. Yep. Again, it doesn't sound like a luchador Mexican combat game would have a lot in common with Metroid, but like it really, really does, particularly the upgrades. So you get, you know, over the course of your of your adventure, you get all of these different moves. Like you get the rooster uppercut, you get this headbutt, and you get this, uh, I think they call it the derping dash or something uh, like that. The dash derp. And, yeah. Yeah, the dash derp, which is another 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 uh, bit of humor that is very much aged out by twenty twenty. 
very much. And so um, these to me were actually kind of like stand-ins for like the different kind of missiles that you could get in Super Metroid because they do functionally the same thing. They they break different colored blocks. So when you get your rooster uppercut, you can break the red block. And, you know, in, in Metroid, that would be like you get your missiles, you can take out the red door with them. You get your super missiles, you can take out the green door. So it was very like one for one almost with how that worked. Um, at the same point, you can also turn into a rooster in this game, which is kind of awesome. And that basically serves as your morph ball. Um, you eventually get little bomb or like little egg bombs that you can lay when you're a rooster. So like there's your power bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, and the goat fly ability is like basically the same thing as the shine spark. So there's like a lot of moves that are like ripped right from Metroid. And I think that that's pretty cool, actually. I agree. And they make sense too. I mean, the game so very clearly takes a lot like level design from Metroid that you kind of need the same abilities to traverse them, right? So, like, when you get your double jump, it makes sense. When you get... I, I, that's the thing, too, is going back to what I said earlier, is that, you're, you know, you're saying they're, like, your different missiles, which is definitely true, but I love how they double as, you know, combat attacks and movement abilities, you know? So, you're not just using them to break blocks. You're using them to fight enemies. You're using them to maybe get up a little higher right. to reach a platform. That's what I love about this game. Like, I'm using... I was using that uppercut... And the, all the time in the frog splash, I think it's called the frog slam. And I'm like, this is a five-star frog splash right here. And, um, <laughs> you know, and the, the headbutt, which is cool. Like, all you mix all those things together, and they're they're not just – just like in Metroid, they're not just for, you know, opening up a door. You use them in combat as well, and you mix and match. That I loved. And, and honestly, I loved uppercutting stuff over and over and over again. I think the only thing that uh, – the only upgrade I thought was not great was the, the dash – that breaks the blue box, uh, blue blocks, because it just it doesn't feel very satisfying. It you don't feel, it feels like you don't very you don't go very far, and it's really just like a a headbutt moving forward. Otherwise, I thought all the other upgrades were really cool and and very satisfying to use. And yeah, they're very one to one to what uh, Metroid offers. So you feel right at home using a lot of this stuff. Yeah, and and like um, one of the I guess one of the only I don't want to say original because that makes it sound like they ripped it off and they didn't necessarily no. i mean they kind of did but they repurposed it in a good way but like one of the the really cool like unique upgrades is like the ability i think it's called um oh never mind i can't even remember what it's called like the the goat climber or something oh, like the, that where you yeah can, yeah like, the goat run. literally just run up walls yeah yeah so it's kind of like it's kind of like almost like shine sparking but now you can like go vertical up a wall you can shine spark across you can go up the wall continuing and like this uses stamina, and as long as you have stamina, you can, like, climb and climb and climb. And, like, there's some really cool um, hidden levels in this game that, that make really, really great use of this. Um, and there's one in particular, Dak, and I, I'm wondering if you did this, where, like, in the... I think it's the tree level, mm-hmm. or the tree temple or whatever. Yeah. Um, you can go... If you go back and you get the chicken bombs, you can uh, unlock a, a little passageway up to, uh, like, basically, like, a trial where, like you have to use your goat climb and your and your goat fly extensively and if you complete it you get a secret orb i did not uh, did you ever check that out no i didn't oh, That's, it, i got to go back and, and do all that stuff it was absolutely insane and it was so fun it was like such awesome platforming you have to you have to be so precise with your movements and switching between the world of the light and the dead it was like it was so much fun i had such a fun time doing it um, actually so uh, tell me if you did this too. I'm thinking probably not, but like, so there's, uh, there's six secret orbs 
that are hidden throughout the world. You get one of them when you beat the game, actually. And they they make, like, a lucha mask. And when you get the lucha mask, that allows you to just, like, fly when you're a rooster. So I didn't I'm just, know like, that. flying around. I, got, yeah. I gotta go back and do that. There's some more of this game I haven't unlocked, apparently. <laughs> it was pretty fun. Like, you, now I'm, like, I'm never one. I'm just the rooster all the time, just, you know, laying bombs and flying around everywhere. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, yeah. It, it was fun. And, like, it was really hard to get those those orbs too like a lot of like really really solid challenges like like i mentioned earlier you have to get 10 gold medals in el inferno you have to find a bunch of secret rooms um i think one of them is in juan's house and you do this like this kind of chicken maze or whatever it sounds ridiculous but it's it's really really fun um so yeah i i enjoyed it uh i enjoyed it a lot let's talk about the characters really quickly um obviously this this wasn't meant to be like a story heavy game or anything like that. But I was curious about what you thought of like, you know, the story such as it is the characters, etc., etc. Oh yeah. Uh, no, I thought this game had some really cool characters. It's not like, it's not, it's no literary uh, classic or anything. Right. But <laughs> you know, I think the, you have uh Juan who clearly went through some stuff as a child and seemed to have gotten uh punched in the face by an adult male <laughs> was his backstory i think and um you know becomes some kind of luchador and whatnot i thought like the whole like the the realms of the living and the dead coming together as the main bad guy is putting on like this the ceremony using his you know main love interest and all of that having his little like goons it's, it's it's all pretty standard kind of stuff it's nothing that's kind of crazy it's a pretty i think it's a pretty simple and by the books kind of story and and much of it much of the uniqueness comes from like the you know the setting and the style of the game rather than yeah. like the plot um but i like i said i liked flame face i thought flame face was cool like the the drunk flame guy obviously the main he was, yeah, awesome. he, I, he yeah. was my favorite uh bad guy he was cool and yeah i think the game for the most part like was pretty solid in terms of its characters like nothing to stand out but all the characters really you know played their role they were cool endearing and uh looked really awesome so yeah i mean i think the character design was really you know like the the girl the lady i was talking about she had like the flowing hair that's like always like behind her flowing and whatnot um obviously the main mm-hmm. bad guy is like a you know a, like a skull candy like day of the dead looking kind of dude so like that like is right in line with this kind of like the the style and the aesthetic of the game so yeah, I mean it, it was really cool. I I, I like I like playing as the main characters, and as you say, you can go back and play as the bosses too. I thought it was cool. I did a good job. Yeah, there's uh, there's some cool characters. I actually think the most uninteresting people were Juan and Carlos himself, like the the main bad guy. I thought everyone else was like really funny yeah. for like the the amount of story that they were given. There's like there's like a ton of sexual innuendo as well. With uh, I think her name is Extabe the the long flowing hair i don't know about innuendo she's pretty much straight up telling you like she's trying to seduce you yeah you know, I, I yeah that's probably true there's <laughs> there's no innuendo yeah, she's very, making like... it very clear and i was uh, there's also the right before her battle <laughs> where she like gives you the yes or no option they say something about yeah and, and she's like oh like come here your big strong arms i was like yes <laughs> immediately got punished oh yeah i said yes <laughs> i was like i'm i'll still take the fate i don't care um yeah no, I, I, I thought there was a really funny line too and like Carlos is sacrificing the girl and he's like this sacrificial this virgin. pure virgin yeah. or something. Yeah. She's like, she's uh, like uh, um, about that. 
See, that that kind of humor I thought was, like, really funny. But I agree. Yeah, I, I thought that the characters were pretty cool. The one that stood out to me, actually, was Diablo, who has been turned into, like, this diabolical purple rooster. And, like, he's he's the devil, but, like, he's actually presented as, like, a pretty good guy and a nice businessman. Um, and he's helping you out along your quest. And it, it was just funny to me to see, like, this purple rooster that was, like, the devil. I, I thought that that was, like, very charming. Yeah, and I, and I like that the, the, there are a lot of chickens in this game. Which I, I'm always a big fan of chickens in games. There's like that one that always shows up to remind you to <laughs> cling to a wall. And just happens to be just like standing there right before you do that. I always thought that was funny. And obviously you turn into a chicken yourself. So I was a big fan of uh, a, a lot of chickens in this game. I think the, the chicken ratio is pretty high in this one. I think that correlates with the quality of the game. Uh, I agree with that. You know what? I said that I was out of critiques, but I do have one more minor critique okay and that is i i never really understood who like the female playable character was supposed to be and maybe i just wasn't paying attention but i never really understood who like she is because she's presented as a different character than Juan. so uh, yeah I, I never really got her deal she's... other than just being like another playable character isn't she's supposed to be like from Juan's perspective she's like a a wrestling like guardian angel that's what i got you know, because she kind of like is that is that what it is? I, I don't know. I I could be wrong, but because uh, she kind of like bestows, you know, Juan with his luchador powers in the beginning. So I kind of felt like, and she's always like, you know, disappearing and reappearing and whatnot when she shows up. And you can play as her too. And I assume I didn't. I played as Juan, but I assume if you play as her, that you know, Juan fills her role in the other, you know, the other way. But I'm not sure. Um, I probably right. I probably have to go back and do that. That being said, yeah, I I, I got I gather that she's some kind of like wrestling guardian angel or some kind of wrestling spirit right like she 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 came down from the rafters and the and the and the rope broke and now she she and now she <laughs> gives uh luchadors their powers right so um yeah i don't i i guess i don't know if it's because again it wasn't something that i thought about too much it was just like oh yeah she's a character she gives me powers it's a video game whatever um i didn't even think about yeah. it too much but yeah i guess it wasn't very if it, if it was clear i guess i didn't pick up on it i was too busy suplexing stuff i mean you can suplex stuff in this game i was pretty focused on that so <laughs> i might have missed she, she just kind of shows up and i was just like oh yeah her like who is she again it's like a, oh, whatever. It's like a wrestling spirit right the, the spirit of wrestling the squared circle or whatever i i guess so you know what i actually i do wish also that like throughout the entire time that you play this game it has the the option to like if you press A, player two can join, player mm -hmm. three can join, player four can join. It's like very arcadey, and like on one hand, it uh, it makes me kind of nostalgic for that, but on the other hand, I'm like, dude, I wish that this would just kind of go away. Like, I don't want to look at this like all the time. I I agree, but I agree with that. I, I think if like I wanted to play pe th this game with people, but at the same time, if I'm not going to do that, I don't need the those the two player, three yeah. player, four player flashing up at the top of the screen the whole game. I agree. Yeah. Um, Dak, did you get the good ending or the bad ending? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, the, the good ending is, uh, Juan and Frey is the main, uh, girl's oh, name. Yeah. Uh, the, the good ending is the two of them get married. And the bad ending? I, I think the bad ending is she just, like, I, dies. I, I don't, I, I don't remember. Now I gotta, I just played it too. <laughs> I don't think we got married. I don't know. <laughs> oh no. Oh, you know what? I think I think I'm wrong actually. I don't think Frey is her name. It's Lupita is her name. Isn't Frey another character though? 
You know what? I, I think that Frey is the the woman that we were just talking about, the second playable character. Oh, that's Frey? Okay. Yeah, I think I got my wires crossed there, but um but yeah, so there you go. There's a there's a good ending and a bad ending to this game, and if you collect all the mask pieces then you get married to Okay, to I, I didn't get married, so. so I don't think I got the good ending. I got married, um, so I I guess I got the well, good, good ending. Good for you, man. Uh, yeah, I, and you know what? It was it was a good ending. I think with this game, um, I had I had a lot of fun playing this. I wouldn't say that it was my favorite Metroidvania game that we've covered, but I wouldn't say that it was. I, I liked it better than some of the other ones that we've played. And I liked it better than a lot of Metroidvanias that I've played. So like, I think that it's like, I think that this game is like really solid in everything that it does and like in the platforming aspect is really great um but it it never dips below being like a really solid experience for me it, it kind of feels like it almost feels like how like this is the origin story almost and now that we've got this established like the sequel is gonna like really blow our socks off because it's, it's got nothing holding it back now that, that's kind of my takeaway from guacamelee and i think that i'm gonna get the second one for sure yeah 100 percent. i'm gonna go pick that up I'm going to see, I don't think it's on sale, but uh, the original Guacamelee, the Super Turbo Championship Edition, on Steam right now. If you're a PC gamer, I mean, Guacamelee 2 is $4 on Steam. I'm buying, I'm, I'm literally, as we're recording this, I just pulled up Steam, I'm buying it right now. It's, it's until January 5th, both games are 80% off. I mean, that's crazy. I, I, even if, even if this isn't. Like you're tight, you gotta pick it up. I mean, you could buy both games for six bucks, seven bucks. I mean, you gotta, you gotta do it. I'm literally, I just hit purchase for myself. My PayPal account continue buying, purchase, agree to the terms, purchase, install. I'm doing it right now. That's how much I love this game. I really can't um, gush enough about how much I liked this game. It was so fun. It's my favorite Metroidvania that I've played so far in this series. I think it's my favorite Metroidvania game I've played. Uh, besides like a Metroid game, right? Like this is, this is, I really, really like this game. If you're a Metroidvania fan, I think you really like this. If you're a fighting game player or a Smash player, you'll absolutely, absolutely love this game. It speaks to that immediately. And I can't wait to play Guacamelee 2. I can't recommend this game enough. They did an absolutely fantastic job. I'm very disappointed that I haven't played it until today, this weekend. But I'm glad I have, and I can't wait to play the second one. I really, I really, 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 really love this game, and I really hope everyone gets to play it. So go get it. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I, um, you know, even for someone like me who, like, wasn't as in love with it, didn't, you know, I'm not, like, a fighting game guy. I don't like combat as much. Even that being said, the combat is still fun enough where, like, even if you just want to explore, you can still have fun, like, suplexing people and just throwing people around and stuff like that it, yeah I, I can't i can't recommend it enough actually it's uh it's very very charming it's very charming and it's never it never dips below an incredibly solid adventure and for yeah i mean for the price it's like it's an absolute steal oh, so yeah. there you go um so yeah guacamelee man and uh shout out to uh to mr colin bartol over on twitter who suggested that we do this so we did, and we loved it. So thanks for the suggestion, Colin. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for introducing. Well, I already knew about this game, and I'm just I'm so lazy. I can't believe it took me this long to play it, but I'm glad that we got this suggestion. And if you're listening to this and it hasn't convinced you, if we haven't convinced you to play this game yet, I don't know what will, but I really recommend checking it out. The developers, you know, I don't know really know who they are, but whoever it is, um, 
I mean, y'all killed it, and I and I. Where's Guacamelee Three? Is all I'm saying. Where where where's Juan uh, and I'm Smash? Sh- I'm sure. I'm sure that uh, that it's probably coming at some point. Hopefully, that would be cool. Um, but yeah, there it is, Guacamelee uh, on Inspired by Metroid. I'm actually gonna start playing our next Inspired by Metroid game later tonight. So I I don't want to give that away yet, but uh, it's it's gonna start soon. And I'm going to start playing another Metroid game here pretty quick for our next edition of Mapping Metroid. We have a ton of uh, really good stuff coming down the pipe here. We've got, uh, finally, we're going to dip into the world of speed racing. Uh, we're going to be back with Mapping Metroid. We're going to look at some other map or Metroid theories because everyone seemed to have a really strong opinion about the last Metroid theory that we did. And then we're going to start our definitive ranking series. And you can hear a little bit more about that in the coming weeks. And to top that all off, we are going to do another Metroid fan Q&A. And then, of course, the big one for our one-year anniversary. We're going to have a ton of other M content for you. I can't believe that we made an entire episode without Dak like, pooping all over other M. So uh, I, can't, I can't wait for that. I think that's going to be a lot oh, of fun. I, we have a lot of great stuff coming down the pipe. I can ease. Uh, you want me to quickly launch on other M right now? Because I totally can. Oh. Um, but, no, hey, good. that being said, yeah. other M at least has, you know, because – some one correlation to guacamole other mo's those cool finishing moves which i really hope continue to show up in metroid games so that's the one thing i like about that game that's the one thing i'll always like about that game is i can ddt a space pirate or whatever and that makes me feel really good so i hope that comes through metroid please take some cues from guacamole i want to uh give ridley a suplex i want to give him a fisherman's carry off the top rope and you know and really let me go ham with what I've learned from uh, watching wrestling since I was, you know, give me a baseball bat. Give me uh, Jeff Jarrett's guitar. Give me something I want. I would love more combat. I know you don't, aren't the biggest fan of this kind of combat. It's not really your thing, but I love it. And I would love to see more of that influence come into Metroid and give me a little more of that close quarters or creative combat um, at any range. So, yeah. Uh, looking forward, I'm actually going to say I'm looking forward to talking about other M in the future because I can't wait to dookie on that game, but at least it does have one redeemable quality. <laughs> there you go. Dak likes other M. That's that, all I that's heard. That's you got. That's all anyone else needed there, to hear. Yep. Um, <laughs> all right. We are uh, we are going to get out of here. Actually, you know what? Before we get out of here, Dak, I'm going to put you on the spot. Who has the better frog splash? Rob Van Dam, Eddie Guerrero. RVD has the best frog splash. RVD has the best frog... No, Eddie has a great frog splash. And actually, a bunch of people do, too. But um, RVD has a really good frog splash because distance, right? He got the farthest out of anybody, I think. I think the only one who's really rivaled him in terms of distance is, like, he can spin midair and and really hit every... And he sold it the best, too. He sold it as if it was death. So, best one. Well, there you go. Thank you for listening to the Omega Metroid podcast. Again, we are going to be, uh, we'll try and make up last week's snafu sometime soon. Um, of course, we want you to check us out over on Twitter at Omega Metroid Pod, at Spateri316, and at DaxCity underscore. And uh, check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five star review if you think we've earned it. We'd really appreciate that. And that is it. That's all. We hope that you guys have an awesome and safe. New Year's, and uh, we can't wait to see you back in 2021, and we will see you then. Take care.